Those of you who have been around here for the past uh, four weeks or, yeah, December, know that we have been going through a series that we have called Christmas at the Movies. And every week what we have been doing is we got the top four Christmas movies most watched Christmas movies, and we have every week been taking biblical truths from holiday classics. So I wanna test you tonight before I go any further. I am gonna give you a line from each of the movies that we've had done so far, have covered so far. I wanna see if you're awake, I wanna see if you know what the line is. So here's the first one. Keep the change, you filthy animal. (laughs) What movie is that? Home Alone, okay? That iconic scene on the TV, okay? Here we go, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. You guys had better remember that because that was the one I taught on. Uh, that was uh, December 12th, I taught on that It's a Wonderful Life. And remember, it's not actually found in the Bible, okay? If you're looking for that, it's not there. All right, here's the third one. You'll shoot your eye out. A Christmas story, okay? So Roger did a Christmas story last week. You'll be thankful to know I do not have a BB gun anywhere on my person tonight, okay? And those are words, if you're a a boy mom, you have probably said in your lifetime, okay? You'll shoot your eye out. And then tonight we come to what apparently is the most watched, the best, if you want to call it that, Christmas movie that exists And the line from tonight's movie is this. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Elf. Elf. Man, you guys are good. Okay, so tonight what we are gonna do is, what we are concentrating on is apparently the most most watched Christmas movie there is at the moment, and that is Elf. So in a second, I'm gonna show you a trailer clip, just a reminder for those of you who are watching online, that for copyright reasons, we can't broadcast these um, clips, but we will be right back with you in a couple of minutes. Here's Elf. New Line Cinema proudly presents a little holiday story. One Christmas Eve, Santa Claus got an unexpected gift of his own. What in the name of Sam Hill? 30 years later... Let's recite the code of the elves, shall we? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Buddy's discovering who he really is. not like the rest of us. I was sure when you cracked six feet that it would come up. My bad. You're not an elf. Now, he's taking a journey to find the family he's never known in a place where he finally fits in. Boy. And nothing's going to stop him. Sorry, your car's pretty. Will Ferrell is elf. What's your name? Someone need a hug? (laughs) Nutcracker! Catch the holiday spirit. Just trying to hug you! (laughs) 
have no words. I don't really understand it, but we'll, we'll go from here. Hey, let me just give you a, a little background to what has been happening around here this week. So uh, most of you have put together that Roger, our lead pastor, is dad for me, okay? So I will refer to him from now on as dad. So dad was all set to be here with you tonight. He had his sermon all prepared. He had watched Elf multiple times so that he was all ready. And then yesterday he got sick. So he's been, uh, got sick yesterday, so we quickly had to change gears as to what was happening here tonight. So for those of you who are a little disappointed that you're not hearing Roger tonight, I'm going to be honest with you, and I am going to confess something to you. You kind of are. Because the good news for me was, Dad's ultra prepared, so he had a sermon ready. So I kind of took it took red lines to certain parts, added certain parts. So tonight you are getting a Blackmore-Pendleton combination sermon, okay? Written by Dad, edited by Charlotte, and hopefully God and the Holy Spirit will do their thing and we will all leave here having known that this was what it was supposed to be all along, okay? So we're going to talk tonight about Elf. Elf, Christmas comedy that was released in 2003, I feel like it's been a lot longer, but apparently only 2003. So it stars Will Farrell as a human who was raised at the North Pole by elves, okay? He then heads to New York City, as we saw in some of those clips there, because he wants to find his biological father. And basically this movie, for whatever reason, only cost $33 million to make, but it grossed $220 million and is known as one of Will Ferrell's uh, greatest hits. And it is a movie that whoever you talk to, it seems, and I've talked to a lot of people about it in the past two days to try and pick their brains, people love this movie, and you might be one of them. And I feel like every Christmas movie that we've done over the past three weeks, there has been two camps. You either loved it or you hated it. I won't ask you which you fall into um, with Elf, but it seems like every movie has been that way even though it's only 18 years old. On the other end of the Christmas spectrum, tonight we sang some Christmas carols and we have over the past few weeks. And one of the Christmas carols that I absolutely love and we sang it um, a couple of weeks ago is called Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night was written actually in 1843. It's an old Christmas carol. It actually started out as a poem and then music was added to it. And O Holy Night says this, O Holy Night, you probably know all the words. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born. For a lot of us, we've been singing those words since we were little. And in that song, there is this incredible line that reminds us what we are celebrating at this time of the year, and that is this, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. See, the coming of the savior of the world helps us to answer some questions. 
And the movie Elf, actually, for those who have watched it, you know Buddy has a lot, a lot of questions. And tonight what I want to do is look at what are a couple of questions that we battle with that this Christmas season answer for us. And the first question I think a lot of us battle is this, who am I? Who am I? In fact, here's Buddy. Check out what he thought he was. His family and friends, there were a few drawbacks to being a, a human in a, an elf's world. be a little bit short on today's quota. It's all right, buddy. Just how many extra sketches did you get finished? Come on, buddy, how many? I made, uh, 85. Eighty-five? That puts you... 915 off the pace. Why don't you just say it? I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. <gasps> no, buddy, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. We all just have different talents, that's all. Seems like everyone else has the same talents except for me. You you have you have lots of talents. Uh special talents, in fact. Like um uh special talents? You changed batteries in the smoke detector? Uh -huh. Sure did. Triple A's. And in six months, you'll have to check them again. Won't you? And you're the only baritone in the elf choir. <laughs> you bring us down a whole octave. In a good way. <laughs> See, buddy, you're not a cotton-headed ninny-muggins. You're just... special. And so, Buddy was sent where the, the special elves work. His family and friends, there were a few drawbacks to being a, a human in a, an elf's world. Sorry, Faith. Who am I? Buddy, of course, struggled with that because he was nothing like anybody around him. And you know what? If you say to me, who are you? I say, I'm Charlotte. I say, I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a mom. Stepmom. Grandma. Best title there is. I say, I'm British. Or I say I'm American, depending on who's winning at the Olympics. Um, 
I say I'm a shy person who somehow can stand up and talk in front of hundreds of people. We all have all these titles. And if I said to you, who are you? You would start with a lot of titles too. Relationship titles, occupation titles, personality type titles. But we can still, even with all those titles, be grappling with this question. Who am I? Who am I at the bottom of that? And Christmas is a reminder that Jesus came to a world of people who were looking for meaning. They were trying to find, who am I? They were trying to find, where do I fit in? They were trying to find fulfillment. They were trying to find hope. They were trying to find peace. And this is what he said when he came. John 7, 37, the last day of the festival came. It was the most important day. On that day, Jesus stood up and said loudly, whoever is thirsty may come to me and drink. If anyone believes in me, rivers of living water will flow out from their heart. That is what the scriptures say. See, here's the amazing part about Christmas. This tiny human being, a baby, the most helpless of humans that there could possibly be, actually brought with him for you and I the most amazing and meaningful identities imaginable. Because him coming to earth meant that one of my titles became child of God. Because of his coming, because of his life, because of his death, because of his resurrection, I can then become a child of God. Matthew 4, the people who live in spiritual darkness have seen a great light. The light has shined for those who live in the land that is as dark as a grave. In the midst of a dark, dark world, 2,000 years ago, here's what happened. A baby came and offered hope. And the beauty of Christmas is this. In the midst of a dark, dark world, in December, 2021, the light of the world still shines as bright. And the light of the world came so that you and I don't need to search anymore for who we are. We don't need to worry anymore about who am I. 1 John 3 says this, the Father has loved us so much. This shows how much he loved us. We are called children of God and we really are his children. But the people in the world don't understand that we are God's children because they have not known him. It doesn't matter what other people say I am. It doesn't matter what I say about myself. It does not matter what that still, quiet voice says to me when I'm laying in bed at night. The voice that says, you know what, you're a nobody. The voice that says, you'll never be anything in this life. The voice that says, who are you kidding? That's not you at all. The voice that says, you'll never live up to all those expectations. 
It does not matter. Because here's the reminder this Christmas season. The most important voice in the whole universe said, I love you so much. I'm going to send my most precious peace possession down to earth, my son, so that you can become my child. He wanted you, he wanted me to be part of his family so badly. He gave it all up so that we could be that. This Christmas, I don't need to say who am I. I don't need to try and justify myself to anybody or anything. Because ultimately, the one title that I have, the most important title that there is, was given to me by the only one who really matters. And he says, you know what, Charlotte? You're my daughter. He says, guess what? You're my son. He says, I, you're part of my family. And this Christmas season, it may be that perhaps you're still looking and you're still wondering who you are. Perhaps this Christmas season, you have not quite yet accepted that invitation to be part of God's family. And I just want to encourage you today, December 23rd, what a great day to say, you know what, God, I'm going to accept that invitation. I want to be part of your family. I don't need to search anymore for who I am because you know who I am and you've told me who I am. One question Buddy was trying to answer, who am I? And a lot of us are in the same boat. Another question Buddy was trying to answer is a human who did not quite fit in in either camp at the North Pole or in New York City was this, what do I have to offer? I remember the first time we arrived in New York City. Uh, for those who don't know, because my accent is not what it once was, I did not grow up on this side of the Atlantic. So I grew up in a tiny fish fishing village on the northeast um, coast of Scotland. And so you take me from a tiny village where everybody knew me, I knew everybody. You knew everything about everybody. And I get off a plane at JFK Airport, and I walk into the terminal. And there are probably more people in that terminal than I have ever seen in my entire village if we all came out at once. And then we leave the terminal and we go outside. And there's people yelling. And there's cars honking. And you drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on here? It was completely overwhelming. And you saw a bit of it in the clip there, um, in the trailer at the beginning. Buddy the Elf was a disaster in New York, too. Thankfully, I was not quite as bad. I mean, at least I could cross the road without being hit by a cab. Although, you got to remember that I had to learn to look the opposite direction because the cars were coming. So there was a couple of close calls. I knew how to ride up in an elevator, although we call them a lift in the correct terminology, in case you were wondering. I also knew how to ride an escalator, which he didn't. He completely messed up everything that he set his mind to. So what on earth could he contribute to society? In fact, for those of you who have watched the movie, you remember that he makes 
breakfast for his brother, spaghetti with maple syrup and chocolate syrup and some other things thrown in there. And if you want to make that, can I just tell you, because I did do some research in the past 48 hours, you can Google Buddy's spaghetti recipe and people make it. People need help, okay? But he didn't even know that those two things don't, aren't supposed to go together. So what on earth could he be, contribute to society? He must have really felt like a fish out of water. And sometimes that can be us too. What do I have to give? What do I have to contribute? You see other people doing amazing things and you see other people who are known throughout the world and it's like, okay, what about me? What's my purpose? Where do I fit in? For those who have watched the movie, or, you know, or have not watched the movie, I'm about to spoil it. If you have not watched the movie, I give you permission to put your fingers in your ears, like just for a couple of minutes, okay? So, Santa crash lands in Central Park because his sleigh does not work. One of the engines, the booster engines, falls off. And Santa's sleigh, as per this movie, needs Christmas spirit and Christmas cheer in order to fly. There was none of that in New York that Christmas that this movie was set. In fact, I hope Santa has a plan C for this year because I'm guessing that right about now there's not much of that in New York City either. But his, he crash lands, he has no way to deliver the presents. So what does Buddy the Elf contribute? He reattaches this booster engine on it, okay, so that it can fly for a little bit. Disaster strikes, booster engine falls off. So they are reliant upon Christmas cheer. And here's what the movie comes down to. Buddy's very existence, his biggest accomplishment was encouraging others to believe again. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. There's three words in the Bible that are often associated with Christmas. Luke 2.10 gives us the first one, that is joy. And here's what it says. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Joy. There's peace. Luke 2.14 said this, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And finally, there's hope. And Vivian so well read these verses. The people who live in spiritual darkness have seen a great light. The light has shined for those who live in the land that is as dark as a grave. That light was hope. Christmas, three words. Joy, peace, hope. If I was to ask you three things that are scarce in our world right now, today, I think we can safely say that these three are right up there. There's a lot of people who need joy, peace, and hope. We're heading into another period or we're started, we're in another period of unknowns. People are scared. They don't know what to believe. They don't know where to turn. They're hurting. They have no joy, they have no peace, and right now, hope is looking a little dim too. 
And tonight I want to remind you of this. They don't need to know your views on politics. They don't need to know your views on masks or vaccines or even the Kardashians. Just saying. You know what they need to know? They need to know where they can find joy, peace, and hope. And you want to know what you can do this Christmas period? You want to know what you have to offer this Christmas? Here's what I want to tell you. Christmas. You have Christmas to offer. Tell them about it. Luke 2 says this. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's stories expressed astonishment. This Christmas, in a dark world, in a place that's missing out on joy, peace, and hope, here's what I want to encourage you with. Let's spread the word. You may not have the best singing voice, and that's okay. Talk about it. You may not be able to sing loud for all to hear. That's okay. Tell them about it. Tell them about the Savior. Tell them what Christmas means to you. Tell them the miracles that you've seen associated with Christmas. Tell them how the Savior coming to earth has changed your life. Give them joy. Give them peace. Give them hope. Talk about it. Show it. Spread it. In a dying, hurting world, here's what I want to say. Be Buddy the Elf. Minus the costume probably is a good way to go with that. But be Buddy the Elf. Tell them all about it. <coughs> so tonight, I want to remind you. Who am I? There's two answers to that. One is today you've accepted the invitation and you can say, you know what? I'm a child of God. Or it may be that tonight you have not yet accepted that invitation. And maybe tonight's the night that you do it. I have spent the past, I don't know how many weeks, shopping. Uh, Eric and I have um, five kids, six grandkids, a couple of kids' spouses. There's a lot of shopping has to happen in our house. But here's the thing that I love about Christmas. I can think of and try to get the perfect gift for every single member in our family. And they can try to think of and try to get the perfect gift to give to me. But any gift I am ever given on this planet will never measure up to the gift that God gave me. The gift that he gives to us is a gift we don't have to do anything to get. We can't earn it. We can't deserve it. There actually is one thing we got to do for it, and that is this. We got to accept it. We got to say, I'm going to take it. I want to be part of your family. I want to be someone who can say, I am a child of God. And maybe tonight's the night that you say, you know what, I'm going to receive that gift for the first time. December 23rd, 2021 is the night that I say, you know what, God, I want to be one of your children. You want to know 
where you fit in? You want to know what you can do? A reminder, this Christmas, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Maybe for all of us this Christmas, it's time for us to stop hiding our lights. It's time for us to shine them as bright as we can. And it's time for us to share the joy, the peace, and the hope that we have found through the gift of a baby who came and was born for us. Let's pray.